Here at Kajabi, we are known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Kajabi Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience, and today we're joined by Markian Sitch, founder and CEO of Active Duty Passive Income. How's it going today, Markian? How's it going, Jared? This is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, in a little bit of the, before the show, like this is surreal. This is, um, I, I know that almost sounds cliche, but this truly, uh, for somebody that was able to use Kajabi and uh, entrepreneurship to help me step out of my active duty military service and do this full time, this is truly a surreal moment. Well, I, I can attest to the fact that this is also simultaneously surreal for all of us. Uh, we absolutely, your story actually was flagged to me in our Kajabi community, our Facebook group, um, and was really excited to see you recently crossed a, a major milestone. Um, and like I thought this was just such a such an awesome opportunity to get a chance to hear from you, hear it directly from you, um, the journey that you've been on. Um, I know that just in the small taste that I got, um, it was inspiring to me. So I can't wait for us to just dig in more today and learn more about the journey. Um, but to get things started, we always like to just kind of get your elevator pitch. Uh, what's the 15 second version of who you are and what you do? Yeah. So uh, Mark Sitch, like you mentioned, I'm a third generation Ukrainian immigrant with a pretty interesting backstory of how I actually lived in Ukraine most of my life. Came here uh, when I was 15 and a half, joined the military by going to the Naval Academy for college. Uh, ended up commissioning as a Marine Corps pilot and realized kind of early on that, I, that the military wasn't going to be my full-time career. So I got into uh, reading a bunch of books, Rich Dad Port Ed for our work week, you name it, discovered people like Pat Flynn, you know, just a bunch of awesome entrepreneurs out there. Uh, Amy Porterfield, a lot of big fans of Kajabi too. Uh, one of my friends who was on like one of the very early podcasts of y'all pushed me, his name is Andrew Fisher. He pushed me over to Kajabi because I was trying to piece too many tech things together. And and yeah, and then I, I decided that I was going to be a crash test dummy for all this real estate investing I was doing and teach other military members how to do that. And the rest is history. Like it caught on like wildfire and now the team is growing, our services are growing, and um, it's been an amazing journey. I love that. Let's let's just dig right on in. Uh, we, we have plenty of time to just like yeah, go yeah. over <laughs> any of the details that you would like to get into. I think where I like to get started is just, just kind of the genesis of the business uh, that you started. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like probably a lot of uh, people don't know where to start, and there's always like this... Um, 
you're trying to figure out is like the chicken or the egg or like, do you find the passion or do you find the money or like whatever. And everybody has a different buzzword and philosophy and how to do it. And um, I think what helped me was to follow what I already do and or... or uh, So for me, it was real estate investing. But it was interesting. I was getting into trying to do an online side hustle. And I was like, well, maybe I'll teach people how to do online side hustles. And Andrew Fisher uh, was like, dude, you haven't even done that yet. You're Obviously, you love it and you're learning about it. But he's like, you're doing real estate with your family all the time. Like, why don't you just teach people about that? <laughs> and so... And this was after several failed um, businesses uh, in the past, including a really cool social media uh, app that I was going to build. But because I was full-time military, I didn't have the time or capacity to, to, to bring that project to fruition. So I was kind of like finding myself for a very long time. The reason being is because... So I mentioned I'm a, I'm a third-generation immigrant, but I really feel like I'm almost a first-generation immigrant because my parents were second-generation. So it was my grandparents on both sides that are Ukrainian immigrants or Ukrainian... And they basically... World War II, religious suppression, all sorts of stuff. They ended up in the States. You know, America's a big melting pot, adopts many other nations, and it's awesome. And so I... Uh, my, my dad uh, was a big 10-pound head. He went to Ukraine, back to the country of his origin, uh, of his heritage, right? And and uh, he wrote the first dissertation ever on Chernobyl, Westerner, allowed on Chernobyl grounds. He, he went to like Rensselaer, Harvard, MIT, nuclear physicist, meltdown expert, crazy 10-pound head, right? Super smart. And so he... And so we ended up then living in Ukraine. And so the reason I'm telling you this is because when I was in Ukraine, it's a very different world. Especially back then, post the fall of the Soviet Union, it was not exactly the wealthiest place. People, it, it was, it was, there's definitely a stark difference between the haves and have nots between America and Ukraine. But I grew up for all intents and purposes as a Ukrainian kid. And every summer I'd come and visit my grandparents here in the States. And I was just like, wow, what makes America tick? Like, what is going on here? We got Chuck E. Cheese's, Dollywood, Disney World, skyscrapers, all this crazy, amazing stuff. And I was like, gosh, something in America, you know, they got to figure it out. It's like sensory overload. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'd come back and I'd tell my friends and eventually I, I repatriated when I was 15 and a half and I, and I started high school here. And I think because of my experience in Ukraine, something, there was like a seed planted in me and I was like, Hey, I got to figure out what makes America tick, you know? And in my humble opinion, after reading a lot of <laughs> stumbling through a lot of things and I'll, and I'll explain why I, I even started diving into this is, is it's real estate and entrepreneurship. I think uh, the U S tax code is written to really benefit those who help uh, the, those who partner with the government on real estate. And I, and I'll, and I say that for a very specific, specific reason, but um, I, I found out that like, there's not many other countries that really favor those that help um, that those that invest in real estate and, and create job opportunities through real estate, those who pro provide affordable housing, those who help build America's infrastructure, those who invest um, in ways and make the country better in ways that the government doesn't have the capacity to. And so, so in my humble opinion, entrepreneurship and real estate specifically was the thing, the backbone that made America tick. And sorry, a little bit more of backstory here is I, the reason that like actually like tipped the scales and pushed me into looking into how make, how to make more money, which by the way, isn't a typical thing in the military. Like when you're in the military, you know, the agenda is you're going to be the best warfighter possible, right? And which rightfully so, like you need to go help win wars or defend this country, right? That's, that's the whole point. Uh, so, you know, you're not necessarily supposed to be like uh, getting distracted. You you want to be the best warfighter ever, right? Uh, but but I um, I was dating my now wife, who's also Ukrainian, but she was studying making uh, how to make wine, winemaking, a viticulture and enology in France at the time. And I just got out of college and I was a, a second lieutenant, which pays decently well, but it wasn't enough for me to like go gallivanting to Europe, flying over there and showing her a great time. So I was like, I wanted 
to figure out, is it okay to make more money? Is this is this possible? Like, is this a thing? I started listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast um, by Pat Flynn. I started. I, I found uh, Tim Ferriss. Read uh, for in what is it called? Four Hour Work Week. Four Hour Work Week, but also Rich Dad Poor Dad uh, by Robert Kiyosaki. You know, I, I read all these books and it completely changed my mind. Th- those two specifically completely changed my life uh, because I was like, wait, I think I can do this military thing and also make more money. And I think it's okay as long as I, you know, I'm not derelict. Like I, I focus on my main job, but I also I learn how to balance my life. Um, not to mention, I need to start figuring out how to make more money because I'm I'm gonna date my now wife. I need more money to do that, and I also need to or you know learn how to make more money, right? And then um, she's gonna come here. We're gonna have kids. Like I just started realizing, like I I want to provide for her and for my future family in a way more meaningful and a way with a lot more freedom, uh, financial freedom, right? And and so that's when I uh, that's why I started really pursuing real estate, and I started um, made a lot of mistakes, but ended up getting um, a simple single family home, then a fifty six unit apartment complex with my parents, and then started syndicating a mo- large mobile home park, uh, a large apartment complex. Already went full cycle and made made our investors and and our team millions, right? And then uh, now I'm into residential assisted living and all sorts of stuff. And we along the way, as I mentioned earlier, there there was this moment where I was like, I really wanted to make some more action. Active income because real estate, uh, the type that I was getting into initially was more passive and it was like kind of like long term wealth play. I needed something, I wanted something now. So was, that's why I got into like online business stuff. And I was like, I'm going to make a website and like teach people how to do marketing stuff that I was still learning. And, and that's where I was mentioning earlier. Like Andrew Fisher told me, like, hey man, you, you need to focus. Like if, if you're good at this real estate thing, maybe you should teach people about real estate. That way you can marry these two. He's like, he was like, obviously, because I was a computer science IT background in college. He's like, so obviously he's like, you like this website stuff. I get it. He's like, you should do it. But maybe start off by teaching people the thing you're actually good at or the thing you're actually doing. And by good, I use that loosely because uh, there's that, you know, when you're first starting out a thing, and I think a lot of listeners are like, well, how, how can I teach somebody, right? And Kajabi is a teaching tool. How can I teach somebody something that I'm not even, you know, you're that imposter syndrome. You're like, I'm not an expert at it yet. The way I combated that, and I, I think this is like, honestly, like if I'm putting myself in my shoes five, six years ago, if anybody's listening to this is like, hey, I want to start something and I think I can teach somebody something but I don't know that I'm like, who am I to do that is, is flip the script and call yourself like a crash test dummy in your head. Be like, Hey, it's not that you're an expert. Like you're not Robert Kiyosaki yet, right? You're not Grant Cardone. You're not, I don't know, Frank Kern, whatever, but you're somebody who's willing to learn and you're willing to teach others the lessons you're learning, whether it was successes or failures. And that's better than, than good. That's a fantastic approach in my, in my personal opinion, not, to mention, it's proven that the best way for you to become an expert is to teach others. The best way for you to improve your life emotionally, physically, spiritually, and also to be better at any business or any entrepreneurial venture is to teach others how to be better at it. Because that's the only way you're going to be forced to break it down Barney style and really understand it piece by piece. So it's actually, it seems like it's a chicken or the egg thing, but if you accept, no, it's okay for me to, to teach others because it's okay to have a third party perspective or, or a vantage point of being somebody outside of somebody else's life and teach them a thing. As long as you're intentionally learning as well, and then you're teaching them what you learn, that's a totally fine. And so that was, a bi- I think that's a big hurdle for a lot of entrepreneurs of 
important. There's one thing that I can pass along to your listeners is if you're just getting starting, if you're just starting out and you're worried about, I don't know, about imposter syndrome, about, hey, am I worthy to teach somebody anything and make money off of them? Right. Like, that's like a weird concept. It's almost taboo. Oh, I don't want to make money off of people. Um, it's not that. It's it's you're providing value by teaching them what you're learning or have already learned. So uh that is an example of me word vomiting because I'm so passionate about this stuff. So please, if you have if you want to dig into any of that, uh, let me know. No, 10 minutes in and, uh, and I'm already feeling inspired. Uh, I think it of all of the things to word vomit on, like you really hit the nail on the head for so many people who are in this phase of just starting out. Um, and I can I can only point to myself at times, you know, because, you know, naturally being in the seat where I meet all kinds of people just like yourself or doing things in a number of different industries and in different niche is it niche or niche. I don't think we're ever going to come to a conclusion <laughs> on that one. I'm going to be wrong no matter what and right no matter what. But um, after seeing all of all, all of these people becoming so successful, I, I often think, you know, uh, what am I going to I got to do this, too. I, I'm in the middle of it. I got to do this, too. And it's so hard to. I guess, nail down one, like to actually give yourself enough credibility to take that initial leap. But two, um, and this is where I'm really interested in your thoughts are, even if you're able to overcome that credibility factor by kind of being that test dummy that you mentioned, I wonder if some of our listeners are also considering, uh, and you mentioned earlier that you had some failures too, so maybe this plays in, but I also often contemplate, I don't want to lock, I don't want to pigeonhole, pigeonhole myself in. So maybe you could share a little bit of about how you landed on real estate. What were some of the other ventures that you tried first? Was there any concern for you that like, you know, if real estate didn't work out, what would you try, you know, what would you try next? Oh, goodness. Well, fortunately, I had no, I guess there's two different ways of looking at it. There's like what I was doing personally, my personal investments was real estate. And then there's like what I chose to teach people on my online platform. So fortunately, real, I had no doubts about real estate and I still have no doubts about real estate. In fact, like the positive feedback loop that is being created through all of our successful students who have changed their lives. Some of them have stepped out of much like me. Actually, many of them are able to transition more comfortably out of the military, are making real estate their their primary gig and passion. And I'm not necessarily talking about flipping houses. We 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 focus more on uh um, on on generational wealth and cash flow because a lot of that serves uh, us in a, in more of a tax uh, deferred or free way even and so so that's kind of like more our bread and butter versus flipping but anyway I digress I think you got to be confident in what you choose and I think the only way to get confident and you know Brendan Burchard is a big uh, Kajabi fan right and in he talks about confidence competence loop like you've got to keep doing a thing you got to not stop and I think. I think the only thing that's going to like make something fail really is if you get is if you give in to being bored and you have to and the best way to not give in to being bored is recognizing that it's going to happen you're going to get bored eventually doing what you're doing and the distractions are going to be crazy have you ever seen the matrix where the girl in the red dress walks by like the those distractions are going to get worse and worse and worse the more successful you are and you there's going to be worse slumps where you're going to get bored sometimes cuz you're like and it's not even bored it's like an insidious boredom all of a sudden something will present itself and you'll get excited you'll get a dopamine hit cuz as an entrepreneur 
you start thinking about things differently. You start wanting to solve world problems all over the place. And you, you just got to recognize like Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan because he was the best basketball player ever. He didn't do anything else for the very, very long time. What I tell my team is you got to climb. We got to climb our Mount Everest first, and then we can do anything because you can just zip line from the top of our Mount Everest to any other mount, mountain pretty easily. <laughs> and the way we did that and the way we're doing that now, because we're doing a lot more than just real estate. We're like providing mortgage services. I mean, Kajabi lifted us from being an education company to being a full-fledged... Like We're providing financial services now. We're starting a fund. We're doing like big things that I... you know, It started... But the reason is because education and community is the epitome of influence. And so if somebody's worried about... I'm trying to get... I'm trying to loop it back to your question. If somebody's worried about something not working out, I think if it's entrenched in community and education and you keep doing it and you and you put blinders on eventually your community and the education you've created is going to have is going to make your community so powerful because you have influenced them so much through your education you have changed their lives so much through your education i know that sounds like if you're just starting out you're like what is he talking about it's not it's not possible it's like one of those things like you know if you like do calculus i remember being in college this is my one example i started calculus too and it just seemed ridiculously difficult and then i remember being at the end of the year and i crushed my my exam and i looked back at the past 6 months i was like holy cow i had no idea like i remember looking into this year from the beginning and it being terrifying. It looked like, I think um, Brandon Turner calls it like, you got to keep taking steps through the through the fog or like Martin Luther King says, you have to keep taking steps up the staircase, even though you can't see the top. And then there's going to be this wonderful moment where you're going to look back and you're going to be like, holy cow. Like you, you'll see yourself from a different vantage point and you'll be like, I did that. And so what helped me was, it was harnessing in that positive mental feedback loop and thinking, have there been moments in my life where I've looked at something? I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And then, but you just put one step in front of the other. You keep repeating even things you're not good at because eventually you're going to get good at them. I mean, that's the big, that's the biggest, you know, paradox is like, you know, you just got to keep doing things even if it's imperfect and eventually you'll get better. Right. And keeping that in mind, coaching yourself on that, being like, Hey, I got to trust that if, that if I keep, that if I keep at it, that eventually I will be changing lives because I am teaching something worthwhile. Right. Even if it's something small, right. It might seem like something small, like you're teaching how to like, how to make the best landing page, right. That's your thing. It doesn't seem like a huge thing, but you're like, you're, you're crushing it at teaching people how to make the most converting landing page for us, you know, for, for some, for their courses. Right. And you're the crash test dummy on that is, is eventually that community that you've, you, you've harnessed and you've grown, they'll, they'll, trust you so much that if you do need to pivot because you're already at the top of your own Mount Everest, you'll be able to do it way easier than getting distracted while you're still climbing. So the only way to to kind of buy insurance and make sure you doesn't screw up is to keep at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, I love that answer. It's a different take than I've heard heard in the past, but it makes a lot of sense. Let's talk about and just drill into your journey specifically. And I think our listeners would love to hear how did this become? Was it does, was it always a course? And how did the the business actually get started? As an educator, yeah. So um, it w- it initially was just a course, and that's that's what's crazy. I tell my team all the time, like guys, this just started off as a Kajabi course, and, and I don't mean it, like it was just it was just I have a simple Kajabi website, and um, I mean the beautiful thing for me was like initially I was just like, gosh, how do I connect email to a stupid checkout page, and how do I make sure that that actually drops money into my Stripe, and then like I was just like bogged down by all this, and and I'm. 
super techie. Like I was computer science IT, top of my class, love this stuff. But being full-time military, this was this was tough uh, to kind of figure it all out. And but initially it was just a course. And so what it was was I was like, okay, how am I going? That's why the name is active duty passive income. It's a little bit of a play on words, but it's really for all veterans, military spouses, reservists, retired, doesn't matter, the military family uh, at large, right? And I was like, hey, in my mind, I was thinking, I need to make a course that will be for, and this is my avatar. It was the person that was still pursuing, you know, a military career, wanted that to be their full-time thing, but recognized that the stock market was not the best way to put money to use and to make money work for them. And that I want to give them an opportunity to invest in real estate relatively passively. And we all know that the word passive is kind of a misnomer and nothing is truly passive unless you like, I don't know, you know, royalties, right? But, <laughs> sure. um, but what is what is a way that it's manageable for the typical military family? And so I, I that that's what the course was. It was this, um, it was just this terribly ugly PowerPoint and me on Zoom calls with several people and just me. Uh, truly, I learned about real estate probably 10 times more by making the course. That's what I was getting at earlier. <laughs> like if you want to get better at real estate, teach people. Yeah. Like, make your own course. And then through the process of making the course, you'll because there'll be moments where you'll be like, uh, I feel like I'm not understanding this well enough. And you're not going to be able to get past that until you until you learn it yourself. Learn it so well to where you can explain it to a three-year-old. You know what I mean? So that's really all it was. It was a simple course. And there was one option where it was like 18 bucks a month. And the other option was like lifetime or something. And it was like Two hundred or three hundred dollars, and um, we actually just last month had our first ever conference. So, active duty passive income, we call it ADPI, and we had our first ADPI con twenty twenty two, and it was in New Orleans, and um, and we had like one hundred fifty people there, and two or three of the individuals there were one of the two or three people that bought my course like five years ago, <laughs> almost six wow. years ago. Like they they came along this entire journey, and it, and eventually it morphed into I changed the way I did it a million times. I was like, okay. I'm going to increase the monthly thing, but maybe decrease the package. And then I'm going to increase the package and then I'm going to add coaching calls and I'm going to do this. And like, I went a million different ways through it. What helped me the most was to build a team because I just recently heard somebody say like the quality of your life is proportional to the quality of your relationships. And I'm a people person. I can't be without people. I'm an extrovert. Yes. But it's also just, I, I love sharing life with other people. And so I didn't want to do real estate investing. And real estate investing is largely a team sport, but I also didn't want to teach about real estate investing without other people. I'd be bored if I had to do it on my own. I'm not even bored. I'd be like depressed. Like I I, I want to, I want to, I like being a part of a team. Um, and so I just started like out of the woodwork as people started getting interested. I started like calling people up like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to do this thing with me? And then like more and more and more. And like, I basically, I built the team. Like we were pretty big before we were even really making any money, but, but it was fun, you know? And so, you know, eventually some people left and some people, you know, it just things morphed. But what was cool was having more people to think about it and me focusing on being humble and just not being like this, oh, I know what's going on kind of person, but being humble, asking the right questions, uh, giving everybody an opportunity to grow, kind of being everybody's cheerleader, uh, you know, pushing for everybody to respect each other. Um, I really, really, really focused on communication. I'm a communication, like I'm obsessed with it. Like I, like we, we were, we were like, I, I literally almost moved us away from Slack for a while. We're probably going to go back to it now that it has audio because I wanted people to 
to hear my voice. Right. And I was like, I hate this messaging stuff. So like we were on Voxer for a while. Now we're on Telegram and it's just this hustling and bustling and everybody's talking and, and, you know, emojis and gifts and voice messages and video messages like that with a remote company, like having the ability, like for me, it's like the higher the quality communication, the more we're going to get done and the better we're going to feel about each other, the more closer we're going to be. So going full circle, it started off as a course. Then I started building a team. Uh, we started providing more products. And then what ended up happening was this magical thing where our community was like, Hey, we want to know what, who you recommend to use for like the financing, a real estate agent, uh, insurance, legal protection, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay. So we started connecting them to people, but then some were not that great. Some were awesome. And we were like, well, if we're going to maintain our reputation, like we need to, some of this stuff we're going to have to do on our own somehow, you know, cause I, I can't trust somebody else with, with our members. Uh, and then some we could trust. And so that was a big thing that for the last few years that we've been like slowly, but surely like we literally partnered on a mortgage branch. You know, that was, a, that's a big, big service. It's a big thing for our, for our community because lending is very important when you want to get a good real estate deal. We have real estate agents that are all over the country, like that are, that, that we, we vet and we, we're like, Hey, you need to be investment minded. You need to know how to use the VA loan this way, that way, and the other way. You need to have that ADPI mindset of wanting to build uh, generational wealth and cash flow for our members. You need to care more about them than you care about yourself. And so that's how we chose our real estate agents. And so now our community is like, okay, cool. We're getting your education. And then we're like, Hey, if you need, like, we're not going to push you one way or another, but if you need lending, we got you. If you need real estate to help, we got you. If you need whole life insurance so you can create a bank of your own. We got you. You know, all this kind of stuff started developing. Uh, if you need legal help, we don't have a legal firm, but we finally, after a couple of missteps, we finally partnered with a fantastic, with a fantastic legal protection and, and tax company called Nevada Corporate Headquarters. They're great. Um, and like, it's, it's just, it's just been an amazing journey, like creating these relationships with all these other companies. And the reason why we've been doing, been able to do that. And we're valuable to them and to our subsidiary companies we created is because of education and community. And I'm very excited that Kajabi is taking a very strong step in the community direction. Now that's been my biggest, like, please let's get this going kind of thing. Um, yes, right there with you. Let's actually, let's, let's go into that a little bit. Uh, you're speaking of community. How did you actually approach starting that community, building and growing that community? Because most of us start with an audience of zero to one, maybe, uh, you know, a family member or a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I was very fortunate to stumble into a, uh, I think it was on moz.com or something. It was some some marketing website. I think it was called Moz. Is that is that one you know? Yeah, I don't it's a, it's an old SEO company, I think. Yes, yes, yes. And this dude wrote a, no, a whole article, and he's like, "Yo, I see the writing on the wall. Facebook groups is." going to explode. And I was like, okay, um, I need a community. Like, again, like remember like, and that wasn't, it wasn't even so much of like a business step for me. I was just like, I want to, I want to be able to talk to people more directly and like email. Oh my gosh. I mean, email is like our biggest moneymaker right now, but I still, in terms of like direct making sales happen, but like, I still wanted to be able to feel like I can communicate a little bit more closer, not through an email that gets blasted out. Right. And so it just clicked with me. I was like, I'm, I'm going to start this Facebook group. So I started this Facebook group. Group, called it Military Real Estate Investing by Active Duty Passive Income and um, started inviting some, some of my old classmates, but it was really only like a few dozen. And then what I started doing is I... Uh, so this is where I... I 
I was able to start tapping into my like nerdy side and get into my computer science and analytics and stuff. And I started running ads. So I started obsessing about Facebook, uh, Facebook ads. So I started running Facebook ads to a little book that I wrote. And it was like this 46 page PDF called military house hacking and house hacking. Nobody's familiar. If somebody's not familiar with that, what it is, is basically the, the most, there's many different flavors of it, but the core principle is you buy a house and you buy a house with either more unit, like you can buy a duplex, a triplex or a fourplex, or you can buy a house with more rooms than you need and you rent out the other rooms or the other units. And then the rents from those will cover your mortgage and sometimes more so. And so you're living for free and now you're able to use, you know, so much more of your income towards buying more real estate or building whatever, whatever your, your, your thing is. Right. And so I started running ads to, for people to download this book. And back then Facebook ads were like six, five, six years ago were amazing. Like I, I was like under a dollar a lead. It was beautiful. Oof. Like, you know, uh, it was absolutely awesome. And, and so, and then, you know, in my sequence, I just inevitably invite them to my Facebook group. And then I would, I, I started doing like live videos every single day, started getting my team members doing live videos every single day. Uh, and so our engagement started started picking up. Now, the way Facebook works is the higher quality your group, the more eyeballs are going to see your group. At least that's what kind of we've... Nobody knows exactly how it works, but that's what's been happening. I mean, there were weeks where we get one to 2,000 requests to join our... We have 62,000 people right now. It's significantly slowed down recently. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Facebook. But I mean, there was times where like we'd add five or 6,000 people a month. Like high quality... Like I'm not talking... I mean, more than half the people we straight up delete and turn away because they're, they're just... They're not a part of our niche, right? Uh, like we're very selective, but it was just, it was just screaming, screaming upwards, growing like crazy. So, so yeah, our, our group was a big thing. Part of what harnessed our community was some of the verbiage that we started coining, like military house hacking. Uh, everything became military. After about a year, we decided, Hey, you know what? We're going to actually write a legit book. And so we, we, we turned that little 46 page PDF when we wrote a book of like 100 pages. Um, now it's a little more because now the version two is out. I had another friend of mine who is a military entrepreneur as well. He helped us launch it and we hit number one on Amazon in like nine different categories. <laughs> and because of the community, again, right? Like going back to everything, like community and education, best way to influence your community and, and have them trust you is education. Once you have community, you can do anything. You know, you launch a book, boom, it's going to sell out. You do this, it's going to like, you know what I mean? So anyway, Facebook was our community for the longest time. And then we moved over for our masterminds. I, we used Slack for a while. Uh, then we used Boxer for a while. And then now we're primarily on Telegram for our masterminds. And Telegram's fantastic for that because you can you can run you know little impromptu video calls and record them. Everybody can send audio and video messages to each other. It's very it's a fun app to use, and you can create multiple channels. And now you can create topics actually within each within each, within each group if you have over 200 people. So it's really... Uh, that's that's how we build our communities, primarily Facebook and Telegram. But we recognize that uh, we want to... We really, really want to build something that we own, something off Facebook. Um, so excited to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to potentially provide a solution for you to do that in the very near future. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Yeah. What, what I'd love to do is take a little bit of what you've said. I really like to like think through the timeline so I can I can kind of distill this down into maybe a, a sense of steps that you took to get to where you are. So you 
started off by creating a digital download uh, on house hacking. Yeah, that was our lead magnet. That was the proverbial lead magnet. Yes. Did the course exist at that time or not? I think they kind of came out at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I, I think okay. it did. Yeah. So you started with the creating the course, built a lead, lead magnet to start tracking an audience to that. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. And just to put it in perspective for anyone listening, what would you say at that point in time? It's so hard to quantify this, but your, your real estate expertise, how many deals had you closed? How many, how many years had you been doing real estate? Oh, at that time, not much. I actually started again. This is the, so I'll be a living testament to all this imposter syndrome. Hey, am I an expert? I started building the course before I closed on my first property. I actually wrote, and here's another, here's another crazy thing. I actually wrote the book, Military House Hacking, even though I never house hacked. And here's why I wrote it as a manifesto to all the things that I wish I would have done. Cause I was so pissed off when I, I remember talking to my, Hey, I'm not hating on y'all. If you ever listen to this, but my roommate's parents, I was telling them like, Hey, I, I really think when we go down to Pensacola, Florida to do our flight training for two years, we should buy a house. And, you know, I think that's a great financial move because I don't want to like pay somebody else's mortgage by paying them rent. I'd rather, you know, start growing my wealth and equity and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, yeah, you guys, you guys are too young. You're not, you're not ready. And guess what other students did? They did. Some of them did that. Very few, but they did. They, they did the smart thing and they rented out their other rooms. And so they had way extra beer money and they were building their wealth and all this kind of stuff. So I then spent about a year making a bunch of mistakes. And I, and when I decided to make the course, I knew that it was inevitable. I was going to be a real estate investor. That was my, I, I wanted that in my LinkedIn. Like I am a real estate investor. I wanted to be able to tell people, I wanted to be able to scream at the top of the mountain. Like that was, that was like such a big goal for me. So I knew it was like imminent. It was around the corner. I was going to do it one way or another, but I was like, I already have to write this book to tell people to, to not make, not wait this long, not make all the mistakes I made, do all this stuff. So that was why the, I wrote the book. Um, and it was just simple concepts, right? And I, yes, I was worried that people were like, have you done this? And I was going to say no, but this is still true. I interviewed five friends that did it. Like, this is for real, you know? Um, and then the course, I, again, it, it was more, I was able to become a better real estate investor, understand the topics, understand the fundamentals better because I started building the course. It's almost like I forced myself to be better and learn it by building the course. And then uh, a month before, and then I closed on my first deal and I was like, all right, now I can launch the course. Bought my first turnkey rental property, went 50 50 with a turnkey provider. What a turnkey is, is like somebody else flips a house. They do all the, um, you know, the hidden in the nails and all this kind of stuff. And so I, I bought my first one then. And two months later, a month later, I already closed, I closed on a 56 unit apartment complex with my parents. Cause I, but that was a buildup of a year of, of being under contract on various properties, making all sorts of mistakes. And like, so it was like turnkey launch course. 56 unit. And then it was off to the races. Like it was, and then started syndicating. I actually took a pause after syndicating a couple of deals. Syndicating is when you pool a bunch of investors, millions of dollars to get like big deals together. Um, because, um, I wanted to focus on ADPI and building my, my community. And then I, then I got back into it and now I'm actually selling my, our 56 unit, the one that really got me started big time. I'm selling that because it has more equity in it than the cash flow it produces. So I want to repurpose that capital to buy more deals and more real estate that'll make me even more money every month. And um, we're focusing on uh, assisted living and memory care and that kind of stuff. My mom's really passionate about that. And so she's my partner. And so that's going to be... So we bought it for 2.6 million, selling it for 3.9. So, I mean, that's a life 
changing transaction. Not only has it been making us like seven and a half plus thousand dollars every month, basically tax free because of depreciation. If you don't know what any of this is, you can always visit my website and learn. <laughs> but, <Yes. laughs> uh, I'm kidding. But yeah, so, but now it's like, you know, now it's going to, I think we're going to walk away with like $1.6 million, put it into other deals and keep growing, growing, growing. And now I know how to do it way better and way faster. So it's just going to, you know, scale, scale, scale. But uh, another piece on imposter syndrome, I remember being worried. I was like, well, you know, because I literally had to take a pause for a little bit so I could focus on building the education company. And I, I had to like step away from actually doing the active investing for a while. And I was remember thinking like, hey, is, I mean, is this okay? I mean, is, is this going to make me less legitimate? And I saw I saw some of my students like just picking up and rocking forward. Like they, they're, I mean, there are members now in our community that have done significantly more real estate than I have easily. But what I realized is the whole pur- purpose of any teacher is to make sure your student is better. My dad used to tell me when we were kids, like, I want you to be better than we were in everything. And so I think if you embrace that, that, you know, the standing on the shoulders of giants, whatever, whatever you want to, you know, whatever idiom you want to use, whatever story you want to use, I think, and I'm not calling myself a giant, but I'm not trying to give myself, you know, toot my horn. But the point is, is if you're really helping people, you shouldn't, you should want them to do better than you ever did because you're giving them that push and that leg up that you did not have right there. But that was, that's another imposter syndrome thing that I learned to, to, to get over with that type of a mindset shift. This is almost like a mini masterclass on imposter syndrome, um, which is is huge when getting started. We've already, you know, we've already touched on these things, like eh, all of the fear associated with, you know, whether it's just taking that first step, choosing a niche, choosing a niche. I'll never get that one right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say, by the way, is a niche or niche? Niche, I think, yeah, but um, I don't know if it's. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm gonna go with niche for this episode. Yeah, let's go with niche. <laughs> just so we're in alignment. I think it's mostly because my master gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps—he was a great guy. He always made fun of anybody that said niche. So I kind of—I'm gonna stick to niche personally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to use. <laughs> yes. So all of these factors that add up to you know almost put someone into analysis paralysis to where they don't. Don't ever take that step to get up and running and going. And we've done you, you've covered so much here. Uh, one thing that I want to make sure that we touch on, which we haven't yet, um, is just any challenges, hurdles that you had to overcome. We've talked a lot about, you know, all of what went right, what went wrong. What did you have to overcome to make this a success? So there's so, 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 so much. But I think I, I want to give something very, I don't want to call it fundamental, but something like very like base layer, something that you that if you get this right, everything else would be kind of easier. And that's, I feel like, a uh, are you familiar with Alex Hormozzi? Um, or I think he quoted somebody, I think he quoted Naval. But the point is, is you're focused on sales because you're not good at marketing. You're focused on marketing because you're not good at creating a good product. And what we found is one of our products is going so well that our demand to supply ratio is insane. People, it's sold out for six months. And so what we're realizing was, is that we're now hitting the great equalizer, as Alex Hormozzi says, is that is that it's word of mouth. We don't have to spend almost anything on marketing because the product is so good. And I used to spend so much time on marketing and then spending and trying to sell the product, right? Instead of focusing on making the product better. If all that time and resources were spent on... And don't get me wrong. I love marketing. I, I mean, actually, let me, let me take a step back. One more step back. The reason 
reason why he said like, hey, marketing is more important than sales and product is more important than marketing is because by the time a sales call happens, if that's what you do, or the sales page happens, all that marketing leading up to that point should have basically pre-sold them. That's why marketing is more important than sales, right? I mean, sales is critical. If you have a high ticket offer and you have a good salesperson, that'll make or break your business. I mean, our guy converts at 50%. He like, we love him, right? It is a huge game changer for us. But a big part of that is the community and the education and the marketing that we've created through that engine. But by the time people get to him, he it's really laid up to him, right? But also he says it's so easy for him to sell because of the product. And so now... so. The product, like if you spend all that time and resources on making the sales page perfect or whatever, so you just make the product amazing. And then you pretend like, hey, I can only have like 10 people this you know quarter or this six months or this year and just make sure that they have the most amazing experience, right? The word of mouth will start doing a lot of marketing for you. And that's what we've learned. And so I'm just... You asked like what the biggest hurdle was, was there were times where I spent too much time on obsessing on marketing and not enough time on the product. And I think it set me back a lot multiple times. And so... And it's all always going to be this chicken or the egg because you, sometimes you're just going to need to make a sale happen so you can pay you know, for some of your software or your hosting or something. So I get it. Uh, I mean, our, our company's completely bootstrapped zero debt. Like we had to, I mean, I, we had to self-fund the whole thing. But um, so, so I get that definitely. But um, yeah, I would, I would say that that's one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome is that chicken or the egg. Like, do I spend time on marketing? Do I spend time on sales? Do I spend time? I think if you, if you focus on making the product incredible, like a game changer to where, as Alex Horsmosey says, like, and then you wrap it in an amazing offer to where they would feel stupid saying no to it, then your marketing and sales is going to be that much easier. And then, you know, one of the biggest problems with marketing and again, imposter syndrome, right? Is like, I remember being, worried like i don't i don't know how how am i going to market this product cuz internally i feel like the product isn't quite as good as i wanted it to be like i want to be able to stand on top of a mountain beat my chest be like we have the best course period end of story right your confidence is going to shine through your words if you know that your product is amazing your marketing and your sales is going to become that much easier too so not only do you not have, not only are you might you're probably going to have like a, a chain reaction of referrals happening but also you're going to grease your own skids for the marketing and sales because you focused on the product uh, so I don't know if I answered that question. Like, it, it's not a story of like something I messed up. It's just I know that there's not a specific instance. I just know I spent a lot of time uh, sometimes focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> I, I, let's just want to bring this all together and just in your own words. I know that there's a lot that I can assume has changed for you as a result of taking this leap, but just like to hear it directly from you. You know, had you not taken this step into creating a course, creating this 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 business for yourself, where do you think you would be at or what has changed for you as a result of doing so? So this is pretty intense for me. I, I actually just, um, I, I opened up with this at ADPI Con 2022. Um, my wife's mom, sister, and grandma live with us now because they're refugees from Ukraine. The war that happened in Ukraine, we had to evacuate them. And it was an incredibly intense process. What's happening there is beyond, like what you see in the news doesn't even skim the surface of how terrible it is. And had it not been for me stepping into entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, real estate, being able to be a business owner, building my team and the freedom and autonomy and wealth that it's been able to generate me, I would not be in a position to where I could have them come and live with us. We, we, we moved, we bought a bigger house. We're providing everything for them now. 
teaching them how to drive cars, having my wife's sister go to school here in America, feeding them, going through life struggles with them. I mean, it, it, it's an incredible, uh, it's an incredible thing. It's an incredible feeling knowing that uh, that I'm able to to help not me only like it, it's 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 me and my wife as a team our family together but us trusting each other and taking this entrepreneurial step early on uh, even even though it was sometimes you're like is this actually going to work out yeah it's it's really it's really changed our lives because I don't know that I'd I'd be out of the military and I'm not the military is not a bad thing the military is amazing right like um, but that wasn't something I wanted to do for a career it wasn't my thing. I wanted to do my time, get out and do and do other things for myself, build build things on my own, my own things, right? So I wouldn't have been able to push through my own like imaginary limits. I wouldn't be able to strive as much or aspire to as much or do as much. And uh, I feel like the world is my oyster now. Like it's the confidence is just insane that I've been able to achieve through this. And um, remember, we were I was saying like the best way to get better at something is by teaching somebody something. The best way to 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 feel, I think, to be happy in life and feel fulfilled is by helping others. So I'm helping my wife's family now. We're helping them get adopted by again, like in a very similar fashion to how three generations ago my family did it now them through a different war we're helping them get through that and that is very fulfilling as well even though there's you know having gosh almost eight people in the house it's a lot of personalities to deal with you know what i mean <laughs> well I, I don't think you could have picked a, a better a better uh, point of reference for for what this has allowed you to do so relevant to the times um so so close to home um in so many ways uh throughout this conversation we've also talked about just a lot of different terms. You also mentioned you should check out your website kind of, you know, cheekily, but like, let's get real about this. What is the best way for people to check this out? If they are interested in learning more about, about you, what you do, uh, where do we want to send them? Yeah, absolutely. So activedutypassiveincome.com. That has links to all of our socials, product, blogs, uh, podcasts, you name it. We have a podcast, Active Duty Passive Income. Uh, YouTube channel, which isn't as prolific as I'd like it to be, but that's why I just built this studio in my detached garage and I'm going to be taking it into overdrive, doing a lot more content this year. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Instagram, not quite as prolific as I'd like it to be, but it's going to be growing as well. Hey, if you're a middle military veteran, mill spouse, retired reservist, what have you, like, uh, hit us up on our Facebook group. The direct link to that is militaryrealestateinvesting.com and it just takes you straight to the Facebook group. But yeah, I mean, just download our free book and not trying to get you in our funnel, although it will get you in our funnel. Uh, <laughs> but but truthfully, I and mean, you can also just get the book on Amazon if you want a paper copy and just like kind of read through it and understand that like, I don't care if you're W2 contractor, entrepreneur, whatever, I think you should own a piece of America. Um, on average, if those who own a home in America have on average at every income level have over 40 times the net worth of those that are renters. So not buying a home is... I, I don't think that's the right solution. <laughs> or, 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 or the right choice. I mean, yes, life. Everybody has a different life, but I, I do think that you should really try to, 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 <laughs> to, own, to own a home if you can. Uh, and uh, you know, it, obviously, that again, everybody's life is different. And but um, I, I, you know, if, if you need my help, if you need my team's help on that, it doesn't matter if you're not if you're not military. Hit me up. I'll connect you with some amazing lenders and agents that'll literally spend hours with you talking through your your personal life situation, making sure that you can start building wealth through home ownership. I, I, I mean that like that's, that's one of the, that's a part of our culture. Like we'll spend a ridiculous amount of time making sure you're, you're set up. So, um, yeah. And then one little, I'm going to use this opportunity to say, if you guys ever have a conference of your own, 
I want to be on stage someday at Kajabi. So just throwing that out, in, throwing that out in the universe. <laughs> well, this, this is this is step one of the stage. It's the digital stage. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Well, we will, of course, have all that information in the show notes for all of our listeners. One of my favorite things to do when I find out that our guest also has a podcast, rather than the call to action being to leave us a review, which I also love, I want to ask you to go listen to... It's the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, go listen to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Leave Markion here a review. I'm sure Markion loves him just as much as I do. Tell us what we can be doing. Uh, Tell us what you liked, what you didn't didn't like, what you learned. Um, I know that just in this short session we've had today, I've learned a lot uh, throughout this journey. So with that said, I think that's all we have for everyone today. We will look forward to seeing you next week on the Kajabi Edge podcast. 